Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Today is Friday, so... As we normally do, we're going to be talking with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune. So much incredible news around the Saints. We're going to do that in the second half of the show today because I've got a special guest, an old friend for the first half. We'll come, come back to him in just a second. But let me share a quote with you real quick and also some really good news uh, around Haley Barber. Um, here's, the, here's the quote. One man can make a difference. And every man should try. It's so simple. One man can make a difference, and every man should try. And that was Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. When I came across that, I had seen it before, but it's really important. I mean, I think we can all we can all make a difference. And this show is really about celebrating leaders who not only are making a difference themselves, but inspiring others to make a difference. And one, when I think about someone who made a difference to coast of Mississippi. In more ways than one is Haley Barber, uh, Governor Barber, my gosh, what he did for coastal Mississippi as the leader of Mississippi, as the governor after Hurricane Katrina can't be denied. And I was honored to write the forward in his book, America's Great Storm, leading through Hurricane Katrina. Um, Haley Barber was recognized Wednesday night at the American Association of Political Consultants annual meeting. He was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I had the pleasure of contributing to a video that was produced. And I saw the, the the video this morning, and let me tell you, it is super special. And it's a reminder, <laughs> I, I, I'll share it with you next week, in fact, but it's a reminder. I wish we could get back to having conversations about ideas and policy and 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 not had this sort of divided, polarized world that we live in. I know that, that politics has always been polarizing, but Today, it's more so, and it's a little unfortunate, and I don't like it. I don't like where we are today. I wish we would talk more about ideas and policy, but when you watch this this video or listen to the video that I will share next week, you'll get a strong sense of not only Haley Barber's impact to Mississippi, but you'll also get an impact, uh, get a sense of his impact on the United States. It's truly remarkable uh, that that he did that. So congratulations to my friend Haley Barber. I'm getting inducted into the American Association of Political Consultants Hall of Fame. Um, and as someone pointed out at the end of the video, why did it take so long? <laughs> that's, that's my observation. So now let's move over to an old friend, someone I care deeply about. I'll tell you why in just a second. But it's Joseph Simpson. He and his uh, fiance Car- Carol Ann Custer, have created a really unique jewelry business. And we're going to talk about that business in a minute. It's currently called Simpson Smithy. But uh, he mentions that they may change the name for it. We'll talk about why that particular name is interesting here in just a second. But but without any further ado, welcome to Coast View, my old friend Joseph. Hey, Ricky. It's great to be on. Really great to have you. It's good to see you. Hey, look, this this, uh, conversation hits on so many different cylinders. As you know, uh, we had a mentor mentorship relationship for a very long time, and I knew your mother very well. And you know about me that I always have been commit. I always committed a certain amount of my time to young people who were open to mentorship, and you and I had that kind of a relationship. And it's been awesome to see you evolve 
to become a young adult. I thought one day you would actually become a writer. You've been writing. You you will write books in the future. That's for sure. You're incredibly smart, incredibly talented. It is so interesting to me that you found jewelry, very specific kinds of artsy jewelry to be maybe an opportunity for you. Uh, that's not all you're involved in, but that's that to me, that entrepreneurship, I'm not surprised that entrepreneurship is something you've been drawn to. But let's let's we'll come back to that in just a second. It has been an it has been how long have we been associated with each other? I was just thinking about that. Um I remember in two thousand and eight, I think. Or maybe it was 2007 before I left. Either it was right after, or right before I left, or right after I came back um, to uh, Mississippi. So it was either my junior year or my senior year of high school that I really specifically remember sitting down and talking with you um, at the Sun Herald uh, building. I went to go visit you there, and that was when you kind of um, encouraged me to go to Southern. And then I think I came back. I was living in Boston after high school because I went, you know, I went away for high school and, and then I came back and then um, I went to Boston and it was after there was a fire and a flood <laughs> at my restaurant that I ended up coming back and uh, and actually taking your advice and going to Southern for uh, a semester um, for beginning a, a long and arduous journey uh, to to jewelry making, which is where I ended up finding myself. I'd always wanted to be a professional artist, you know, um, and. I remember when I went to high school, my art teacher was not awesome. My my final art teacher, my first art teacher was phenomenal. My last art teacher was not. And, you know, the internet wasn't what it is now. Um, you know, Facebook, social media wasn't what it is now. To be a professional artist, you had to sell art somehow, you know, and, it, and the internet wasn't a resource. So if you think about being a, an artist now, you're like, yeah, well, I can have Etsy, I can do uh, my website, I can do, you know, whatever. Back then, you know, creating a website was an act of God. You know, I mean, you had to know how to code HTML, you had to know how to, because they didn't have domains the way they have now. So, um, so it was different. And I, and I always, I, and, and even though my parents owned a gallery, and I sold art at the gallery, and I taught art classes, and I was already like making money as an artist, I still felt like, well, I have to get a real job. You know, I can't just be an artist because you don't, you know, how am I going to feed myself, my family on the hope of an art sale here and there, you know? Um, so, uh, Gerald Benino, you know, Gerald, I'm sure, I mean, from the gallery and, you know, whatever. So he had been a friend of the family, you know, for a while too. And uh, he had approached me, I'm just saying like, 2013 2014 to to mentor under him to learn to apprentice under him to learn jewelry making you know and at the time i i don't know i was i was in a, in a different on a different path in life and i ended up not you know not really taking him up on his offer and then um the pandemic happened well so right before the pandemic i'm, I'm with caroline caroline and i are dating and she has this school in Georgia that she's like, hey, we should go to this school in Georgia. We, we looked into it together. And the classes were relatively inexpensive. You know, it was like $1,200, $1,500 a week, you know, to be there. And it was room and board included. And so we were like, well, you know, let's go, let's go do this. So we went, we took a few classes up in this in school called um, 
William Holland School of Lapidary Arts in Young Harris, Georgia. And I fell in love with it. I, you know, it, it's another art form, another media. I'd never worked with anything quite like it. Well, I had a little bit of soldering of Xboxes back in my day, <laughs> my, uh, the, the original Xbox. And so, but I was able to, you know, I like, I, I, my, my brother has the, the crystal shop, the gems, the gems uh, store. So I'd gotten a little uh, taste of like, you know, pretty, pretty rocks, basically, you know, uh, pretty shiny rocks. And I was like, oh, these are really cool. But being able to put them in gold and silver and then being able to wear them um, was even cooler. So on top of being able to create original pieces of artwork, which is obviously the goal and the, the, the fulfilling part of being an artist, um, there was the unique opportunity to do jewelry repair, which is kind of a bread and butter type of thing. So it's like, even if somebody's not always buying your unique one of a kind pieces of art, at least they're bringing you in things and you're working with the same tools. Like if you want to be a painter and you want to be like a professional painter, that's not necessarily your art. You can like, you can paint walls, you know, or you could paint cars or you could find something else to paint. But if you're an oil painter and you paint walls, you know, as your bread and butter type of painting, it's not the same medium. It's not the same canvas. It's not the same experience. It's a different, it's a whole different experience. But with jewelry uh, smithing, with silver smithing, with gold smithing, you sit, even if you're doing a repair, you sit at your same bench, you use your same tools, you use the same techniques, you approach the piece in the same way you have to think about it. So it's, it never really removes you from the artistic element of uh, jewelry making, even to just do repairs. Joseph, what's interesting about your work, and the, of course, this is a radio show, and we're not able to, to show the radio audience. Um, but and if I'd have thought about it, I'd have grabbed a couple of photographs to to show people. But how do you describe what you do? Because the, the, it's very unique. Your 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 jewelry is very unique. There's a lot of color, as you pointed out. You you use different kinds of gemstones in different kinds of ways. You do such a variety of stuff. How do you de, how do you describe? If you were in the elevator with someone, how do you describe your art approach? So I, um, I do everything in a, in a hand wrought process. And so what that means is that I start out with fine silver grain or gold grain, and I will melt it down in a forge. And um, I will like go through the whole process of making the sheets, the wires, and then I use solder to put it all together, find the stones. And I really let the, the stones, um, you know, speak to me and help me create the piece literally a canvas literally a canvas what well what, what, or not not quite literally but obviously it's you're working with a canvas and you let it just kind of speak to you um, when we come back we'll continue our conversation with joseph simpson as a unique jewelry uh company that he's that he's developed and uh we'll talk about you know as an entrepreneur it's tough it's tough in normal situation it's tough uh, how has the internet and other capabilities sort of helped facilitate things? They have day jobs. You know, at what point do they cut the cord and move on? That's going to be interesting to hear because I think a lot of people uh, are sort of contemplating these kinds of things. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have an old friend, someone that I enjoyed a mentoring relationship when he was younger. And uh, I had a mentoring relationship with him when he was younger. I knew his mother really well. But Joseph Simpson, 
and his wife-to-be, his fiance Carol Ann Custer, started a company called Simpson Smithy, and uh, they do unique jewelry, and it's evolving really well because of the unique approach to the art. They have day jobs. Real quick, what's your day job, Joseph? So my day job is I work for a company called Sprout Community Development Entity, and we help bankable and non-bankable entrepreneurs find access to fair capital. So it was actually, you know, I've been working for Sprout for a while now, and um, we we have had a lot of trials and tribulations, um, but we've had some recent successes, some very big recent successes that uh, I look forward to being able to to unveil. Um, but we, you know, my involvement in that helped me out a lot because I was able to write a business plan. I was able yeah. to, you know, formulate in the, the concept of how much it was going to take me to be able to do this. Um, it gives me the approach to be able to say, okay, if I can, you know, spend this much on materials, I need to make this much to get, you know, this much back to be able to reinvest. And um, my parents were small business owners. Uh, Carol Ann's parents, uh, her, her dad was a dentist. And so she had a different uh, life growing up than I did, you know. So we, we yeah. both approached things with two different um, mindsets. And even having the my parents as small business owners to uh, kind of, look to i still feel like my my day job was was tremendously helpful in helping me um with the original business our business has evolved so much you know so let's say what's carol ann carol ann's airbnb yeah she's doing airbnb she's she's, uh, managing an airbnb uh business that's kind of expanding here um on the coast and then also doing what a lot of people are doing right now which is those delivery type jobs um, you know, she's driving for a company that does Walmart deliveries, and uh, it's really great because we live really close to a Walmart, so she doesn't have to sit around in her car very long. You know, she just she'll be sitting here on the couch, and then you know she'll get a little notification on the phone, and she'll look at it and she'll be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go make forty bucks real quick. I'll be right back." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, cool. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna hang out here." That's and, that's uh, really neat. Dogs. That's really, but it, but it, it is interesting that as a as a young entrepreneur who's really working to understand. When's the the right time? How do you expand your business, et cetera? That you ended up in in a in sort of a capital co- a company that provides capital for entrepreneurs. That's that's kind of, and it's just providential in a way when yeah, you think about it. You know, so yeah. coming back to the style, uh, you, you you grabbed an uh, you grabbed a ring a second ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So just so just stick it up to the wait, what? Tell people for for the radio audience, exp- describe what you're sharing with us. So what I have here is a piece of fire agate, and it's kind of hard to see the flash on it. Um, but fire agate is a brownstone that um, has rainbow flashes inside of it, and so from a distance it looks very nondescript and kind of unassuming. But when you get up to it, this one actually has a full spectrum of color in it. It's got everything from red to blue and everything in between, and it's made from um, pure fine silver. And mm-hmm. so what I did was, you know, I I, I create every single component of this ring by first pouring it into an ingot mold and then rolling out different parts of it. So, um, you know, it's kind of a shield shape here. Um, and, and, you know, this is one of the first rings that I made to be able to show that I make jewelry and it's not very good. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> and, it's, uh, and, but it's, it's not a, a particularly, here, I'll put it back up there. It's not a particularly well, I mean, it's, it's well constructed, but it's, um, my, my mentor laughs because he doesn't like to give me a whole lot of, uh, like instruction on how to do stuff. He'll just, I'll say, okay, 
I want to do this. How should I do that? And he'll go, okay, well, you can, you can try this or, or what do you think? You know, and then I'll try to do stuff and I'll put stuff together and he'll be like, cause he was, he was trained in like, uh, I don't know if it was Germany or Germany and, uh, Switzerland. So he was in the military and he ended up, he's been doing jewelry for 40 years. He was trained in Europe. You know, he's got the real deal jewelry education, you know? And so that when I do things, he, he's always like, you know, well, that's not, necessarily but yeah that works you know and so so joseph how often when you're making something i, I bet you've had a bunch of aha moments as the more you you've been doing oh, yeah. this for a while to mm. say wow that's really interesting i can i take that and exacerbate that a little bit it's going to create that effect and it really matches well with the stone i can only imagine because see you actually should tell people you're incredibly smart you're a really 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 smart person and uh, I always enjoyed your mind. That's why I felt like you'd be a writer. But, it, it, but you know, it, building jewelry can be an incredibly in, intricate process requiring, oh, you know, a, not, a lot of knowledge. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, not only does it take, what I love about it so much is that not only does it take, um, you know, a, a pretty remarkable amount of, like, uh, knowledge of this the metal itself, but also the steady hands and the eyesight and the, 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 the mind to put it all together. I mean, you know, it's not, it doesn't, uh, metal is a very unforgiving medium. I think probably the only medium less forgiving is clay, but you have a lot of wiggle room within the process of creating a clay piece of art. So with yeah. metal, you know, when you're trying to fit like this, a, a perfect example is this is one of the reasons why this is actually, it's a well put together thing. It's just, um, so this, this piece right here, you can see the cutaways on the sides um, and you can kind of see into it. So the interior part that you can't really see that's underneath the stone there, it's actually domed to keep the stone in place with the prongs that are holding it. So mm -hmm. the piece of metal that goes around it has to be form fit to that domed piece. So you have a round piece of metal that you're then trying to get um, very sharp angles to meet up with. And all that stuff has to meet up perfectly or else there's holes in the piece. So to get like a flat shape up against a curved shape and the angles all have to be perfectly right. The length of it has to be cut perfectly right and soldered perfectly right so that when it fits together, it fits perfectly right. The prongs have to be drilled in such a way so that when they come up and they, they touch the stone enough to grab over the stone, every single element of the piece when it gets put together is so requires so much precision that the thing is, you don't have to be that precise, right? It's kind of the same thing. Like you, you know, you, you talk about my my intelligence comes mainly, mainly from people know about it mainly from like my test scores and stuff. And I actually really enjoyed school because you get like stuff like that. They they tell you here's the stuff, and then they go, okay, and here's the test. Like, what do you know? You know, how can you apply what you know? Do you remember this stuff? Do you you know? Can you can you do this? And there's the opportunity to do things perfectly. You know, you can get a hundred on every test and 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 get straight hundred in school, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. When you go to college, if you graduated from high school and you graduate from college, it doesn't matter what you got in your test course. It really yeah. doesn't. So to me, that was kind of unattractive because it doesn't really reward being the best at stuff, you know, but when you're a jeweler or an artist and you understand the principles and designs of art and you understand how to manipulate the elements of art to create the most beautiful piece of art, whether that be jewelry, ceramics, or painting, then people will walk past 
other people's art to look at your art and be impressed by your art because you understand your art and you create art in a, in a, in a better way. How can people, how can people uh, see your jewelry? So um, I have a Facebook page and I have an Instagram. Um, I even started a TikTok, but I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm really, I am in the, <laughs> I've been doing it now for three years, two, two, two and a half, three years. And my social media presence is really bad. My social media presence is really bad. My um, marketing is not great. Everything I do is pretty much right now word of mouth. Um, I take commissions. I have people come and sit down and we look at the stones together. We draw up ideas. I make them jewelry. They pay me for it. They tell their friends. Other people see it. They come. They, you know. So Carolyn and I are working on, it's been an, an evolution, you know, because we had a page where we, first we had a, a storefront location together, right? And that collapsed because of the landlords and the building itself. You know, we spent probably $20,000 on this building on leasehold improvements, et cetera, et cetera. And then the uh, landlords like got everybody out of the building because they wanted to sell the building. So like we had lost so much in that investment that we were like, okay, brick and mortar doesn't make sense anymore. What are we going to do now? So we got a little studio space and we were renting a studio space and then we were like, all right, that doesn't really make much sense either. So we got a shed. We went to Lowe's and we got a shed. And we got it. It's in the backyard. We're actually going to be painting that uh, here shortly. I'm going to get to painting that. And um, and so it's it's evolved. And we had our social media together. And now we're trying to separate. And like the name is changing. It's really you know. Well, for now, though, people can find you at Simpson Smith Smithy. Yeah, Simpson Smithy. So a Smithy is actually where a Smith works. And a lot of people apparently don't know what it is. And I thought it was clever when I came up with it. And I'm finding out that most people don't know what a smithy is. So smithy is actually like, you know, like it's where where a smith, like an iron an iron smith back in the day. You know, if you wanted a sword or a shield or whatever, you'd go down to the smithy, and that was where he was working with his furnaces and all that jazz. And so, um, anyway, yeah, we're we're probably going to be changing the name. But so they can yeah, also find you at Etsy at Etsy as well. We had an Etsy. We don't have an Etsy anymore. Etsy okay. is um, Etsy is a is a is a is a whole different ball game. That yeah, just, I know. I've I've actually followed them just because I have an interest in digital media. Their percentages that they take are have gotten out of hand. Yeah. But let's let's do this. Uh, we'll catch up with you again in a few months and just see how you're doing. And sure, uh, yeah, we'd love to come back. Is it, congratulations on starting this business, and it'd be interesting sort of following it along as you get closer to, you know, uh, maybe quitting your day jobs at some point. For sure, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of like bouncing around. It's what my dad always said. You got to spiral at least to keep moving in a direction so you can keep moving forward. So that's what we're doing. Absolutely. Look forward this to is, catching up on it. This has been Joseph Simpson. When we come back, Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picking. See you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.